Hi friends! A warning before we jump in, we had to use the Skype audio for this episode of Takes, so apologize for the warbliness. Also, this podcast is still spoilerful and not censored. Consider yourself warned. Amazing. Hey, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. I am Nick, and I'm the snack that smiles back. I'm Julie. And she says, Xana, do your worst, because she has barricaded her entire house from uh, all sorts of villainy based on her SVU marathons. And Emma's here. Hi, Emma. Hello. Hi, Emma. <laughs> what do we talk about this week, Nick? Well, obviously, we talk about your increasing, I don't know, I feel like it's pretty plateaued, but your active obsession with SVU. Definitely. Although no one told me about Elliot Stabler leaving and never coming back because I don't know that I would have invested this much time if I knew that I had to watch his last four seasons. <laughs> it was very upsetting. Um, but yes, I am sleeping with something in front of the door. So anyway, um, we also talked about the Drag Race reunion, the first Zoom reunion on Drag Race. <laughs> first of all, you spit that line like, <laughs> Someone in a very high-octane rap. And the subtitles that I've turned on Skype could barely even process it. But yes, we did watch the Zoom reunion of the RuPaul's Drag Race reunion. (laughs) I think this is the part where you say, enjoy this episode. Everyone, have a great time. (laughs) And enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Did you grab yourself a giant water, Nick? I get water. (laughs) <laughs> i feel like you're happier when you're hydrated i don't know i mean i'm still waiting for that extra pack so it'll kick in honestly i had a call with my uh, i got back with my therapist she had like canceled me like apparently i had outstanding bills that i had not paid because <laughs> this is how responsible i am um and then i got a i got a letter saying like basically breaking up with me from my psychologist and my psychiatrist. And it was written in pen. And I was like, maybe this is like a stamp or like something. But I licked it. And I was like, oh no, this was written. <laughs> so I was like, obviously there's nothing I can do. I have no idea. There's no recourse. I'm lost in a drift and I'm on my own. Um, just me and my loving, devoted family. A miss. How can I possibly go on? And then I call her to make an appointment, and she was just like, oh, it's been quite a long time since I've seen you. I, I figured, I guess, you just had a lot of medicine. And I was like, um, you specifically, with impeccable penmanship, forbade me to ever see you again. <laughs> and she was like, no, like, usually we'll give you, like, it's sort of like a three strikes and you're out. And I don't even like to say out. And I was like, okay, stop it with the hesitant, lilting indecision. You signed that like you were signing my death for it. But anyway, please give me some. I don't know why she wouldn't want you back. (laughs) Um, Well, no, she was like, oh, my God, like, I I missed you. You always made me laugh. And I was like, not going to happen today because we're sad. (laughs) We're sad and we're under medicated. So anyway, she was just like, just double it. Let's see what happens. And I was like, all right, bitch, let's do it. So, like, gosh, we'll see. Stay tuned for the next podcast. We'll see what happens. 
Nick's on a roll. All right. Did you watch any <laughs> fabulous content this week? I mean, as soon as you say fabulous, you know what I'm going to say. RuPaul's Drag Race. May the best woman <laughs> fucking win. <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race. All right. Well, what did you think of the reunion? Um, I w- was convinced it was going to be an absolute dumpster fire. Because how could it not be? It's literally a Zoom call <laughs> with all these queens. <laughs> And what you have to assume is like a multi-hundred dollar television program. They've got good (laughs) amounts of money. And um, I thought it was fun and entertaining, though. I feel like there was way less drama, though. There wasn't like the Aja moment where she somehow secured her place in All Stars by just being (laughs) a fucking bitch. (laughs) Which was great. Like, season nine was legendary because Shay had already lost and was pissed, and so she was just coming for everyone. Well, I wanted to like the reunion, and I thought it was super boring, and so I watched it again today thinking maybe I was wrong because I've heard really good reviews from other people. And nope, still thought it was really boring. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the, um, first of all, Frac- Frackenstein with this little... Luchador mask. Oh, my gosh. It's just like, I get it. Aquarius the future. She's great. We don't all have to revisit her Nacho Libre look from season 10. We don't have to do it. And then did only some of them agree to the sleepy theme? Because half the people are in nightgowns and half the people are in cocktail dresses. And then Britta's wearing like a tablecloth and no pants. Like, what are we doing? So the tea on Britta is she was sequestered away wherever her parents are because... In Maine. Uh, asthma, yes. A pre-existing condition known as asthma. And... She didn't have any of her supplies, so someone had to literally like run and ship her and personally deliver all of these things so she could beautify herself. Because she's only known about this reunion or in the pandemic for like two months. I'm not, I'm not going there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, she's in... I don't know if you know this, but she's from New York, so things happen there very quickly. So I'm assuming she was like, I got to get the hell out of Dodge. And who knew that the pandemic was going to last this long besides 99% of us? <laughs> Well, I'm going to say that I don't know why people did the sleeping theme or didn't, but I thought Jada looked amazing with her like pink satin pillow and her little thing. Okay. They, of course, didn't let her talk because why would you talk to Jada? Because Oh, my God. To hey, anybody. Like, what? Uh, what's the point? Like, we heard more from Brockham, which, like, I do love rock and I appreciate. I know you hate her. Nick Thank went you. on to a, like, rock love fest from this <laughs> reunion. He loved everything she threw in. <laughs> I was like, she's funny. She doesn't fucking care. She's not kowtowing to anything. She's funny. I've been masturbating so much. My penis looks like beef jerky. Gross and not funny and gross. Um, But then as soon as fucking Crystal Methods is the same thing, they're going to be like, oh, my God, pure comedy. Just as they did when Rockham dared to do a fart joke. And they were like, gross. Which, like, I don't like fart jokes either. I approve of that. But then... When Crystal Method literally did the dump, they were just like, oh my God, your first ever win. You deserve this one. And they're like, do it again. Do the cat litter one where you shake off their pee. Hilarious. You know, there are different rules for different people. It's just how life works. You know what I mean? Somebody rubs you the wrong way, they can't do anything right, you know? But if you like them, you're like, you're amazing. Uh, Amazing. Although when they did open the library and uh, they said to Dahlia, you came in 13th in a season with only 10 queens. I thought that was pretty good. Oh, I'm like, you bitches have not been funny at all this season, and that is funny. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I feel like there's an art to the insult comedy. You read each other, and that's just part of it, and you insult each other, and it's just in good fun. And you, and this season was just like very much about sisterhood, which 
I appreciate it. Solidarity, especially during this time, very important. But dear God, is it dull? I want someone to, at least in a good-natured way, like everyone's so afraid of being canceled on Twitter that they're not saying anything untoward. And it's like, drag is edgy. Drag is cutthroat. And then is Rue like microdosing on mushrooms because he is just cracking up at the not funniest thing. You're the prettiest girl on the planet of apes. Rue's like, <laughs> Gigi, I bet R. Kelly wouldn't even piss on you. And she is dying. I'm like, she's on drugs. She's got me. This stuff is not funny. And I feel like in the old days, she would not have put up with that. She would have just been like, mm-hmm. And not maybe she's just in a good space. She turned a certain age. She sold a bunch of mineral rights. She's just feeling better <laughs> about herself. I don't know. <laughs> I find them all to be like sanitized and producing themselves. Mm. Heidi's little off the cuff comments are my favorite. You know, she's just super sweet. And, you know, Bruce, like, where'd you get such a good sense of humor? She's like, I've been bullied my whole life. They maybe take anger management class because they're going <laughs> to kill someone. And now I can see what's funny. I'm like, wow, thank you for that genuine answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even though Widow, like, told her truth, about being Ray or whatever her real name is and how she just has her walls up, it still didn't feel like she was really there. And I'm sure it's hard. I don't know. Also, Jan had her shade button. Turned out all Jan and Rockham were my two picks of the season before it started. Yeah, that's really? true. I, first of all, thought Rockham should have made it much farther. And this is probably retrospective because I didn't watch any of the Meet the Queens until after like four episodes had aired. I was very cautious about spoiling it for me. And I knew once I went on YouTube, I would click the suggested link, which is like (laughs) the exact standings of everyone who's going to be on all the drag races in the future. And I didn't want to do that to us and more importantly, our loyal viewers. So my reactions are authentic and real. No Jake Yancey, who I did watch like seven of his videos last night. Oh my God. He literally just like, cuts out tweets and makes it into a 10-minute video. Perez Hilton of our time. But let's yeah. get back to the annoying drag queens. When Dahlia said she was all alone with her Mary Joanna, I'm like, look, we all hate Laganja Estranja. It's common knowledge. Uh-huh. Do not be an annoying, newer, more beautiful version of annoying Laganja Estranja. Not about the whole thing with Jackie Cox and her mom writing in that letter. And then the big surprise of Lisa Rinna being there. I don't know if you guys have seen, but... Jackie Cox has been on Watch What Happens Live at least once, maybe twice, imitating Lisa Rinna in front of Lisa Rinna. So that's just weird to act I, like he's I never seen that. or met her before. Yeah. And he did. Yeah, but he has. Is this reality show not real? I, I'm ah! just no! there are receipts on the internet. You can go watch What Happens Live right now, and it says, here are drag queens playing the real housewives. Lisa Rinna's sitting there. Jackie Cox is dancing as Lisa Rinna. <laughs> Too much time on my hands, I know. Too much in depth. At least you're doing something. Like, I am debating whether or not it's worth it to go two flights of stairs down to the kitchen. And instead I'm like, no, and I just don't eat. You're doing better. I um, tried the workout thing for the first two weeks of quarantine, but I realized all I need to do is drink White Claw. (laughs) (laughs) Drink White Claw, and what was the second part? Go to bed. Oh, it's called Body by Anna Nicole Smith. Things can definitely be Poor Anna. Poor Anna. So and back to Drag Race. Well, I'm glad they all got their moment of fame and they got a nice recap of the season. And then they usually they do talk to the top three at some point, I feel like, but we really didn't like, accept what did the show mean to you? And they're all like, it was amazing. 
But did they even did they even vote on who they would like to see win? No. Uh, yes, they did. Okay, they did. They did. They did. Jan said all of them, but Gigi has excelled in the challenges that she wanted to win, so she'll go with Gigi. Aiden is rooting for Jada. Widow is choosing her Missouri sister, Crystal. Um, and that's it. They only talk to those people. They don't talk to anyone else. I was like, where there was nothing better. Like, the only good thing to truly come from season 10 was the reunion where no one picked Cameron Michaels and they kept zooming in on her for extended periods of time. That was the best fucking part. The season 10 reunion also has the Vixen in it, though, right? Oh, it sure fucking does. Apparently, season 10 reunion is fire fire because literally she fired herself and got apparently <laughs> this is the tea because i watch literally review with the jew and that's the only reason any of these things review with the jew <laughs> which is miss crackers youtube only channel. i get to do that because you're not wow i am the chosen <laughs> doing double chew hands underneath my chin <laughs> I was like fully prepared to do it, and then I was just like, "Okay, she's still talking. I'll get there." And then you did this, and it was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, "Who knows what I'm going to say?" So when they were attacking the vixen, apparently it took literally two hours because they filmed that for about nine. That's how long the re- re- reunion took. I was trying to do like a reunion, but I couldn't make it work. I think the word uh, is reunion. Reunion instead of reunion. <laughs> Reunion. Okay, anyway, so... You better apologize. Sorry. Can't. Um, anyway, Vixen stormed off after two hours of, like, picking at this open, barely scabbed-over wound of her representation in that season as the ultimate villain. And, first of all, if a girl comes in and says, I'm just here to fight, it's reality TV. Let her fight. It's like when Jinx got in the same season was hit by a tumbling Aquaria who fell off balance. And she was just like, I was just happy for the screen time. That's the gig. That's the point. This is reality TV. No one goes on America's Next Top Model hoping to become an actual model. You're there for the screen time. If You're in for a rude awakening. So anyway, I love that reunion. And especially when Asia starts crying and losing it. And then RuPaul, I think, shows his true colors. And it's like, listen, goddammit. We all have to be changed, changed who we are to be in the room. I got to talk differently. Nobody knows she may be hurt. You're like, settle, Rue. I know. all good. Uh, did you see the Pearl Twitter reaction to RuPaul and Michelle reading her on their podcast? No. Is it fantastic? Scintillating. Just exceptional content. So Michelle and RuPaul are giving their recap of their relationship with Pearl on the show while Pearl is doing makeup and reacting to all of it. And it's on her Twitter. I think it's on YouTube as well. Just phenomenal. Because Rue, in a moment that I, like, unfortunately relate to, is, like, my my Scorpio side came out. My Scorpio side came out. And it was like, you know, I am going to destroy you. Michelle was like, no, no, you wouldn't do that. She was just like, well, no, not physically, but with words. And Michelle was like, oh, yeah, no, you'll, you'll fucking kill a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh, no, Rue, Rue, you would never, oh, verbally assault and, like, absolutely ruin someone? For sure. 100% seen that. And then was just talking about how she was like, I put my producer hat on and realized Pearl, who was a contestant on season seven, made the top three, objectively gorgeous in and out of drag. I realized Pearl was 
and her voice got like very low and just very diplomatic, but in a very manufactured way that it sent shivers down the spine. It was like, I knew Pearl was going to be a popular queen. She was a pretty girl. She was a pretty boy. And I wanted to say, fuck you, Braggs, get the fuck out of here. But I didn't. I didn't do that because I was like, she's a pretty boy and a pretty girl. And as someone who's a pretty boy and pretty girl, I put my producer hat on. I need to keep her around because she's going to be a fan favorite. And Michelle was like, oh, my God, crazy. So Rue was apparently going to challenge and kick out Pearl, but then was like, Pearl's hot, so I'm going to keep her around. I'll have to watch that because you know I am a Pearl stan. It's quite good. I have recently, because I was not a fan of Pearl because she got rid of Trixie and I never found her lip syncs to be that compelling. Um, and I guess that's not enough of a reason. I really didn't like anyone in season seven except for Mrs. Kasha Davis, Trixie, and... <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh my God. Emma, can you please jump in here as a recent watcher of season seven and also a lover of the Ginger Minge and everyone else that's on there? Yeah. I didn't get... I was going to keep... Mrs. It. Kasha Davis, Jesus Christ. That's a real, I mean, at least you didn't say Tempest du Jour. <laughs> There's always time for a cocktail. I don't know. My first drag experience was with Penny Tration. So I'm used to that very, like, older sort of vaudeville-esque humor. That's, I don't know, it's very exciting. I appreciate it. I, like, saw her as, like, an MC of something that I would enjoy watching rather than just, like, a pretty face that I would enjoy fucking. And that's my, that's just what I wanted to say. That's my opinion. <laughs> All right. Well, this was the final episode before the finale, dun, 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 which is, okay. So this is, I'm going to tell you my thoughts. I'm thinking that five lip syncs means each girl does their own individually. The three of them go once and then the top two compete against each other. That's my idea of how five, cause you said they're going to be five lip syncs. Mm-hmm. So I that can't makes sense. think of another way that that works. But it also means that we're watching people <laughs> compete from their living rooms and then compete on Zoom from their living rooms. It's going to be intense. I mean, we're very adaptable. I was thinking about that today, that as a people, we're very <gasps> adaptable. You know, no one's happy about staying home and all that. But for 95% of us, we're just been like, fine, we'll adapt. And then when we go back out, we'll adapt then too. But for some yeah. reason, I can't adapt to the Zoom finale of RuPaul's Drag Race. No. Because I need some things to stay the way they're supposed to be. All right, let's close the circle. We need who will win and who should win, and I'm writing them down so we have proof. Okay. Who will win? Jada. Who should win? Jada. Mm, I do not agree. Give it to me. I think that Gigi will win. Oh, and I want Jada to win. And I'll be fine if Crystal wins. Yeah, I love Crystal and Jada. And Gigi, honestly. It's Jada, Crystal, and then way down a little bit lower is... uh... Sorry, Emma, what were your answers? I really think it's kind of a toss-up between Jada and Gigi. I I definitely could see how Gigi has an edge. But I just... I feel like Jada's going to do well in the lip syncs. I was trying to remember, Jada did not win the opening lip sync, right? She did. Did she? Yeah, she did. She did. And then G- um, Gigi lost to Sherry Pie or uh, yeah, to G- Widow. Widow. Yeah. And then Jada okay. beat. That gives me a little hope yeah. for some reason, but that's that's where I'm anchoring it. Is this your should win or your will win? Uh, both. I would. I want Jada to win. 
I think she should. And you think she will. And I think 50-50 she will. I'm Are you typing sure. this up? Oh, my God. What do you get if you win? This is going just, into the official record. <laughs> I just feel like every time we get back together, we're like, remember this? And we're all like, no. Well, it's been a good season. We've had our ups and downs for sure. I'm sure next week we should do like our favorite moments or highlights if we want to. But yeah. I feel like when I look back on season 12, I'm going to be like, great. Let's watch it. Even with all the Sherry Pie nonsense. and They did a really good job editing around that. Like I, I didn't feel like any episodes were too caught up on Sherry Pie nonsense. We got good villains in Britta and then in Aiden. I feel like Aiden goes from victim to uh, annoying really fast. All right, what else have you been watching, my friends, or con- consuming? It's getting a little sweaty over there. Got a little More. toasty. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, it's the top of my shoulder. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm into it. I'm, I'm really into I it. I see your nipple almost. So. Can you? <laughs> when you open up, you're like, uh, can you? Do you want me to? RuPaul say, your chesticles are out. <laughs> it's like, RuPaul, I'm here for you. Whatever I have to do. All right. Bite your own shoulder. <laughs> Whatever that show was. Spinning out, which we Spinning never out. Okay. Never. Forget you. You're too long. So, Trucy and Katya watching Thutha. So, but and the cosmos coming. I literally just flip on, like, wonder what's on YouTube. It pops up, and then I go to text Emma and and send the link, and she's texting me in that moment. Did you know about Tristan Katja? I'm like, literally, this second I'm watching it. And in the same moment, I'm asleep. (laughs) But you did end up watching it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! But they are so funny. I mean, first of all, as we know, that show is garbage and amazing yeah. garbage, trash. And to have them sit there with their mouths agape, just like watching streets in a zoo or something. Yeah, like, is this how streets talk to each other? That's why I don't hang out with them. And Trixie's like, my whole band is street, and everyone on my crew, I had to spend weeks with only streets. It was so <laughs> funny. Well, there was a moment that, like, I guess I blocked out of um, the British dude. Square jaw with the um, African American woman and rubbing her ass like that. That just that like really rubbing like it did not look sensual at all. It looked like he was like, "Put up, put up, give me the beat, boys, the free." And that was like, it's like when teenage boys assume that the best way to eat anyone out is to just like make the alphabet with their tongue. It's like who taught you that method? Because Crystal Method does not enjoy it. But maybe that was like a British version or something because I don't remember that butt scene at all, and I'm totally traumatized by it. So I would have seen it the first time around. Yeah, I did. I did not remember. It's like it at right all. here in my brain. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just like, ugh. I remember her like laying on the little guy, but I do not remember that exchange with David. I think might have been his name. <laughs> the guy who has sex with a different lady every day. Oh my god, who are you, fucking Wilt? Chamberlain oh. for all your girlfriends at the bar. Yeah. Uh, we I, already knew it was such a bad show and such an amazingly bad show that like based on an Alexa that's controlling their sex lives and so helpful to have Trixie and Katya watch it and just like <laughs> commiserate be disgusted which we all were but in this other way and I love this, like the amount of work they have to do on drag race to win a hundred thousand yeah. dollars and all these straight people have to do is not 
fuck for like a month. <laughs> Which they were incapable of. But at least on Drag Race, you individually win $100,000. You don't split it with 30 of the biggest tools you've ever met in your entire life. Yeah, but at the beginning, they don't tell us that. You're like, there's money on the line and we don't know who's going to get what. <laughs> I mean, thank God they didn't reward them all too much for doing nothing. <laughs> Once again, I would have said, hey, you guys, this works out to about five grand each. Let's just have a fuck fest and have a great time on this island. I was concerned by the number of straight people, I will admit. (laughs) I'm with um, Tracy on that. But I do appreciate where she was just like, Kati was like, why is this working? And Tracy was like, hot people. Yes. People can do whatever they want. They don't have to fucking try. They don't have to try. They can be like, panties off. You already penetrated. And so, I love how Katya is so like naive and she's like, you think? Really? <laughs> Trix is just like, I have been resenting attractive people since puberty didn't work out well for me. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure I know how it is on the other side. And it's insane and I hate it. Really rough. And it makes me know, not that I need anyone else to validate that my feelings are correct. But when, ta- I mean, every show that we've watched with Trixie and Katya that they've watched that we've watched, we've all been on the exactly the same page. And then Trixie pulls out the picture of the guy ah, I know. from the glow up show. I die. But then he has a picture in his apartment. Love it. We are all best friends, and there's just no question. Really it would love us so much. That's our, that's our next goal. Get Trixie and or Katya on the on the podcast. Yeah, I feel like mostly Trixie. I do love Katya, but like either or whomever. They're both great. They're both fantastic. And I met, I told you I met Trixie, right? <laughs> did, I tell, did I tell you I should have capitalized more on that experience. Blur of him. And then they had two of their WoW Presents, Trixie and Katya Save the World, which were really funny. I've done they, they answer questions that people write in about. But like the one of the questions was, um, how should you tell your parents that you're a drag queen? And, um <laughs> Trixie's always got like a sideways way. She's like, well, why don't you say to them, like, what do you think about Drag Race? Have you ever seen that show? And just sort of go at it from the side. And, and Katya's like, who fucking cares? Just say, I, I'm a drag queen. And if they don't love you, then who fucking cares? Like, you're going to be out of there in a couple years anyway. Just let it go. Just come down just, for dinner in a wig and makeup. Yeah, that's right. Yes. It's too late. We don't have time for that shit. Well, well, we love them. Um, I watched The Lovebirds, which is Kamel Nanjiani and Issa Rae's movie. It's like nice. a little rom-com that dropped on Netflix. Oh, fun. How was it? Like, Walter directed it. Um, I mean, the movie itself is not great, but they are so great. And the writing is, their writing, I'm guessing they improv a lot of it. I don't know. No offense to the writer. But when they are just talking, it's hilarious. I laughed out loud like 10 times. And then you have like 10 minutes of what is happening? And then you're like, what is this? But they are, for me anyway, I'm obsessed with them. I love them. I think they should get married in real life. Sorry, Emily and whoever East is dating. But um, they're just adorable and funny and smart. And it, it really wants to be like the Harry and Sally of this time. With And then it turns into a caper film. But it's like 90 minutes on the dot if you're in the mood for something light and you don't really care about what's happening. Like, it's bizarre. And then there are these dead people. Who knows why? But the two of them together are great. They're great. And then at one point they have to go buy clothes from like a gas and sip or whatever. And then they have to ring up the clothes while they're still wearing it. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's, <laughs> it's just so funny. And to see Issa Rae, I just love it. I thought it was so cute, but it's getting panned. It's getting terrible reviews. Everyone hates it, but 
when you watch like a really funny movie in a movie theater with a bunch of other people, that laughter sort of carries you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when you're watching it alone and you laugh out loud to the point where you're like embarrassed, even though you're alone, it's a great feeling. Yeah, I love that. That feels like a win. <laughs> right? And yeah. it's on Netflix. And it's not great. So just go in with low expectations. That's 90 minutes. It's no commitment. <laughs> what did you lose? What do you got to lose? Literally nothing. I've been watching Avatar The Last Bear- Airbender for the first time since uh, 2007 when I initially watched it as a 16-year-old. Question, is, there, is, that the, is there one and only Avatar movie or is there more than one? Like when you say The Last Airbender? That's the TV show on oh. Nickelodeon. It's, oh. uh, it's like... <laughs> is it a cartoon? <laughs> it's a cartoon. It's like 60 episodes. It's honestly, I will say this. It's a cart. It's Nickelodeon. So it's a cartoon rated <laughs> Y7. <laughs> so just right up your alley. <laughs> yeah. Um, because there's occasional fear and mystical violence. Okay, and um, it's honestly, for a kid's show, exceptional. Quite exceptional. I don't think anyone here would want to watch it, but. <laughs> It's enjoy. It's quite enjoyable. It's a good show. Does it have anything to do with Avatar the movie, which I've also not seen? No, it came out before Avatar the movie. Oh, okay. It's about so it's very based on Asian culture. Ooh, flying wilderbeest or something. Okay, his name is Appa. Aww. I know, right? So anyway, Aang is the last Airbender, as you can surmise from the title. Did you know there? <laughs> and then there the airbender or like the avatar has disappeared for about a century no one knows what's happened there's no more avatar usually it's like a constant regenerating line where you're reincarnated into a different being so there are four main societies or tribes and it's the airbenders the waterbenders the firebenders and the earthbenders and the avatar is the master of all four of those i have something in my eyes so my eyes watering so i have to <laughs> Talk about this. My eyes closed, but it's still beautiful. And so Aang was trapped in sea ice for. This is really painful. Do you need to go fix whatever's in your eye? Everything's fine. He was trapped for a hundred years until Katara and Sokka, his new chosen family, unearth him, and he's twelve. So he's very young, and he has to learn all the different elements and styles of bending so he can protect the world from the Fire Nation for a bunch of dicks and are trying to take over the world slash have basically already done it. So, yeah, you should really try it. What's happening over there? I was tearing, absentmindedly tearing up this towel. It is a dried <laughs> face wipe. And so I believe that some of the chemicals... <laughs> Dispersed into the air in my hands and made it hard to see. So you need to perhaps rinse them with water? Um, perhaps. I will be right back. <laughs> Don't move a muscle like Ag did it for a hundred years. So what, how many gemstones would you give the RuPaul reunion, Zoom reunion? So I'm going to give it 74. It's mm. good. I think I'm going to go 71. I feel okay about that. Wow, lower, lower. But 
right on target with each other. Gosh, we are just a beautiful echo chamber of two people who are identical genetically. And sound exactly the same over the interwebs. Uh, the the Lovebirds, starring Kamel Nanjiani and Issa Rae, although it's not a great movie, I'm going to give it an 86 for how much joy it brought into my life this week. You love Camille Nanjiani as much as the Vixen did in season 10, and I super appreciate that. Um, and then we watched Trixie and Katya watching Netflix, the the, one of our past likes, because <laughs> we are so in sync with each other and Trixie and Katya, and I would give that 1,000 gemstones. Uh, yeah, I mean, so that, <laughs> that is cheating, because there is a cap on 100 gemstones. That's why we this up um, to maintain order. Um, and I've been watching Avatar The Last Airbender, which no, is... Right. How many gemstones would you give Avatar The Last Airbender rated Y7? You know what? You're not... What they're able to do with their restraints is nothing short of touching and miraculous. <laughs> so how many gemstones are we giving The Last Airbender? 96! Really? So good. It's so good. It is quite good. It is enjoyable. What did you give Better Off Ted? How dare you? I'm just trying to like, <laughs> bring up that feel for where we are. I I don't remember. My, here's the thing, Julie. My whims are just that. Day by day, hour by hour, my opinions change. Take me away. Well, I need to vent just a little bit that I'm really mad that no one told me that um, Stabler leaves SVU never to return. I was 13 seasons in, I'm full ready to go, and Elliot's not there, and there's no explanation really. And then I had to search it all on Google and shit, and he couldn't make a decision with the producers, and never comes back. So then you're like, well, look at his filmography. What's he been doing since then? Nothing. Some show I've never heard of called Max with two exits. Well, he was um, unhappy. He's unhappy. What's that? It's a show with him in it called Happy. Oh boy, thanks for your clear definition. I, I don't think he, he shows his, his booty. I've seen his pecker. I've watched Oz. I've seen it all. You've seen inside of him if you've watched Oz. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I keep thinking I should rewatch it because everyone that's on that show is on SVU, even when Stabler's gone. But I don't know that I can handle it. But anyway, no one told me he was going to leave and they're going to put the guy from cold case on there who's fine but nothing amazing the blonde lady who's super annoying but now i feel like this is a challenge and i have to finish it um but just this week dean winters returns ah. yeah i love that and i guess he and olivia dated before but we didn't really know that then andre brower is on there and he is a god i love andre brower did you guys ever watch homicide like on the streets no but i watched uh, brooklyn 99 well back in his dramatic days he he is amazing uh, on Homicide, if you ever watch that. And then um, I have Kyle McLaughlin, Harry Connick Jr., Chloe Sevigny as a psychopath, Michael McKeon, Patricia Arquette as a prostitute, and Mira as her mother. So, you know, superstars just keep on coming, which will keep me in it. And then today was one with a psychopathic child, which I just love. I just love a 10-year-old who's just born to be a murderer. I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I'm going to finish it. I've got like four more seasons to go. I am now sleeping with something in front of my front door. So in case anybody <laughs> opens that door, I hear it. And I'm sleeping with my bedroom door locked. Um, but I think I'm okay. But seriously, I've like at night, I'd like leave an extra lights on and shit. Everyone I see out in the world, I'm like, probably murder, possibly rapist. <laughs> so, but once it's done, I mean, I don't know why I find it comforting. I'm trying to find other things, but. 
Um, any recommendations for things to watch for next week? I did watch the first four episodes of Dead to Me Too, and I still just don't want to hang out with those ladies in there. I wonder if anyone's going to find out that we did it for another 10 episodes. Nick, do you have any obscure pornographic films from other countries you think we should watch this week or anything? First of all, And Then We Danced was an exceptional film. <laughs> so let's just start there. Um, I will say that they're making a TV show of Snowpiercer, which is a really, really, really great film that I happened upon on Netflix. It's a super obscure film streaming service, <laughs> like three to four years ago. And I remember watching it with um, this family friend, and I was like, you need, you need to watch this. It's amazing. And she was on her phone 80% of the movie and was like, I don't quite get it. I was like, yeah, because you weren't fucking paying attention. <laughs> what world are you living in? Anyway. I'm sorry, is Jamie Bell in this movie? Because I love me some Jamie Bell. Jamie Bell is in this movie. Oh, it's Bong Joon-ho. That's it. I knew it was somebody famous director. So it's the guy the direct- who directed Parasite. Yes. And whatever the name of the movie was about the elephant that was really cute. Oh, 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 Culturally insensitive, but you, it didn't happen. Good job. It's like OKJA. Yeah. Which I pronounce as Okay. Yeah, that's two Laganja moments in one episode. Um anyway, and he also, oh my gosh, the train train to Busan, also quite fun. I watched it at the beginning of this pandemic. I don't know why. I was just like zombies. That's where my head needs to be at. So good. If you like zombies, even if you don't. Such a great film. Well, it looks like the Snowpiercer TV show has started. Did you watch that, that yet? No, I do love Jennifer Connelly. Um, totally. Oh my gosh. What a gem. What a fucking gem. Um, but I think I, I subscribe to this um, website that gives you updates on like any male nudity that's going to happen in shows. My God. <laughs> it's called Diversifying Your Assets. My <laughs> Leo and my interests are diversified. Um, and there was just like, I don't love like super inequity between female and male nudity. And that's what I'm hearing thus far. But there's a story beyond it. Well, we'll, we'll look into it. Snowpiercer, the movie, had no nudity. Even though Chris Evans was in it. And <laughs> we would have loved some of that. What an interesting lens. Thank <laughs> you. He's one of the attractive Chris's. I'm not sure which one, but. The most yeah. attractive Chris, because he has panic attacks, which makes him relatable. Also, he's single and he has a dog, and he recently helped his gay brother move out of an apartment. Oh, I did see that on Twitter. Yes, I did. Yes. I, <laughs> I said what I said. Oh, yeah, you guys. Um, do not watch The Real Housewives, which is not my fault, but The Real Housewives <laughs> of Atlanta this week was like all boobs, like literally just like shiny boobs. Boobs that was like a breastplate, just boobs, boobs, boobs. So then I tried to watch Selling Sunset, and it was just more boobs. And I was like, you know what? I can't handle this many boobs. <laughs> it's just too many boobs. Well, and then there's that like social media trend. Like, did you see Lady Gaga's tweet where it's like, brain comes from the boobs, and she like photoshopped her breasts or someone on her team most likely to like a massive size because of these. Um, Social media stars who have like just like hyper inflated breasts. No, did you? So are you are you bopping out over the new song? I honestly like when I first heard it, I was like, 
okay, like this is just like major gay bait, whatever. And then I listened to it a second time because I was like, hey, I'm majorly gay. I'm <laughs> stuck on this bait. And I was just like, oh my God, I love Like I <laughs> went fucking ham for it. And <laughs> just like um, a lot of my friends who have not contacted me through this entire pandemic, first of all, so like friends, who knows? Um, texted me because I'm pretty sure I'm the only gay person they know. And they were like, brain on me, it's gay. And they literally just texted me, rain on me. And I had, <laughs> and I felt like that Trixie you moment. You were so gay, you had to respond. I felt like that Trixie moment where they were like, where she was just like, well, we can't, I can't hook up with people in the club or in like bathhouses because they'll be like, hey girl. And I'll have to like vogue towards them. <laughs> It felt like that moment where it was like, rain on me. And I had to be like, yas, queen, slay, gaga, gaga. I'm guessing you also saw on Twitter where everyone was doing the change one letter of a band to make it horrible. And Lady yes. Maga was killing me. Oh, my God. Did you see that, Emma? No, but that's you such have a good one. On, no, on Twitter, on Twitter there's a thousand of them. And they are funnier and funnier and funnier. And then they did it with breakfast cereals. I was crying. Takes All Over the Place is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank.